hey, buddy, I hate to do this to you, but I got to go. I've just got to get out and get a coffee because I've been filming a few podcasts and I want to bust out. Do you want to go and grab a coffee? Yeah, sure. Okay. We'll bring the mic. Yeah. And we'll just see what happens. It's a bit uh, of a wild experiment. How's the quality on that? It's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're, we're heartfelt and hypeless. So we never said anything about amazing quality. So let's just see what happens. And I'm sure our listeners will tell us if it sucks or we, if it's we, good. We, we here, we have our priorities right at kicking back. Coffee takes priority over well, audio yeah, that's quality. It. And I know what happens when we go for coffee. Well, we get caffeinated, of course. Yes. But, but also, we tend to talk. And I don't want to miss it. So in the... And we've got a lot to catch up on. Too, yeah, so. we'll, go, we'll go and check the mail and we'll go get a coffee and we'll be back. Unapologetically hypeless and heartfelt, this is Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Yeah. And do you know who that one is from? I've got an idea who it's from. It's like a really nice lapel. Like a, it is. Uh, it's like, like a flower. Like an Eskimo but it's lapel. not. It's a recorder. We're yeah. recording our our no. discussion. I, I want to know why you're dressed all formal. Oh, it'll be all revealed, don't worry. But <laughs> we should leave that for the uh, for the major talk, I think. Right. The, the website's coming along well. I look forward to seeing that. It's actually online. What, is it up and running? Yeah, but it hasn't been submitted to iTunes. Right, okay. So you can take a look at it. Yeah. So I never listened to it because I, I had a realization. That you don't want to. Don't want to. Yeah, like, you what shouldn't. we do is natural. I don't want to contrive it. I don't want to exactly. listen to go, oh, yeah, I should do that you more. You manipulate it. No, but, but, you know. Exactly. Oh, I'm very relieved to hear that. I was <laughs> worried about it. Who the hell is shit? Now we're going to have to edit for half of this. Exactly. Oh, gosh. I love this surfing stuff. I'm completely addicted to the surfing paraphernalia. Documentaries. Documentaries. Uh, magazines. It was a big Wednesday. There's surfboards in the shop. They're beautiful, handmade ones, Byron Bay, as opposed to machine made. This guy, um, I haven't spoken to him in years, but I think I was friends with him and knew him back in the States. He was Amazing Jonathan's manager, and he um, he was one of the big surfing um, names from the East Coast back in the 60s. Yeah. Like a Gary Proper. And he's got a whole heap of surf, uh, a line of surfboards named after him. I think Hobie, is that what are Hobie they? surfboard? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Hobie's like a Hobie cat and stuff. Uh, amazing pictures. So, I don't know why I went to Wyomere Bay, because you know, you'd see all these n- incredible surf comps that they would do there. It was known for uh, being a really, um, but the break was only about three feet, but the waves are huge. And so it was a really treacherous um, beach to surf. But when I was in Hawaii, I went there. I've been there twice, and both times it's been totally flat. <laughs> really? <laughs> this morning, there were dolphins out the front. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you seen the footage of that dolphin when the guy's diving? And the dolphin's got um, a hook in it, and it's got around its mouth and around its fin. It's got all this um, fishing line, and the dolphin comes down up to the diver and keeps on circling around the diver for help. 
and then the diver gets out the thing and, and the dolphin's hanging around and the whole time he's cutting it out and getting the hook out and, oh, nice. and then, then it gets away a bit and then comes back around to him and yeah, he gets all the all the wire out of the dolphin. It's just amazing. Oh, it's watching. beautiful. Yeah. So, um, the guy that, that told me about the dolphins is Walter. He's He goes surfing with me. Uh, yeah. 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 So I told him about that tragic morning of the surf club bathroom run. <laughs> yeah. Sent me the email and said, I know you won't use this, but he pretty much relayed my story in the sales copy. Right. So I did I sent it out to my list and I got all these like got hundreds of replies. Really? So, yeah, it's like eight thirty three AM this morning, sitting there with my pants around my ankles. And then it goes into um, you know, it was preventable, I, you know, but my kid had put paper towel down the bathroom and, and as much as it was inconvenient having to do my morning business down at the surf club, there are a lot of business owners who are, you know, having a worse time in business for preventable reasons and if only they'd seen experts, they could have fixed it and that's why you really need to come along to super fast business life. No, no, don't be caught with your pants down. Yeah, and it worked so well that I was on the plane to New Orleans and I decided to use that as the opener for my presentation. Oh, yeah, I yes. even sketched a little thing on the iPad mini of me on the toilet. Put up. <laughs> and I put that up on the slide and the whole audience were like instantly, what, what the hell yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah. You got their attention yeah. right off the bat. Exactly. I want to know about that. Should we talk about that now or later? About we can. I, I want to know. Okay. Yeah, we could just... What I said, you know, we, if we really want to take kicking back to the next level, I think we need to, to get in some of these. We can do spy recordings of ourselves, not tell ourselves, and yeah, then yeah. Um, we can actually call back to the moment in the coffee shop. Yes, we can. With the music. <laughs> so we're not going to be able to edit any of this because we've got the music in the background. We, like we could, but it could be really clunky editing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's, oh, what did they say then? What did they say? Well, that song just changed a bit. They're obviously editing. So we can talk about where the show's up to. It's, I think we've got four episodes recorded, yep. edited. Yep. I haven't listened to any no, of them. Have I. I'm really pleased about that. Yes. You know, that's a That's a big step for you. It is. Because it is. I've let it go. Well, going through the approval process of the site, you know, we've learned that you are, you're a performer professional. Mm. I'm an amateur. I thought you were going to say I'm a performer pedantic. Well, pedantic. professional is like much more polite way of <laughs> it saying is, it. pedantic. It's very diplomatic of you. <laughs> but yeah, just let it run and it's, it is natural and it's, you know, unless there's some horrid gaff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But we've, you know, we can put minimal editing mentions if we have something that's not in the best interest of the listener. Sure. But because we have the best li- li- the best interest of the listener at heart. Of course we do. It's heartfelt. It is. It's one of the two maxims. It is true. Show. I've been sort of running the scenario past friends and pitching it, you know, soft pitching it, which is yeah. where I just show people the, the, the artwork or the name of it and say, what do you think about that? Would you wear this the T-shirt? Yeah. They're like, yeah, that's really cool. And all of them are like, Really? You got that domain? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, glad it was worth it after all that. <laughs> yeah. And so now we've got the so site been up. positively received. And they're far. just, they're literally loading the audio up to the internet and then they, and we submit it to iTunes. So right. we'll be live by episode five. It will have been in the marketplace. Yeah. And our goal is to get a new and noteworthy. So the things that help that are for people to comment 
mm-hmm. and to share it. Sure. So anyone listening to this wants to give us a boost, yes. could send off the link to someone else and say, hey, listen to this, it's amazing. Uh, or comment on iTunes. So, and we're putting it, we're launching it this week. Yeah, it goes. Oh, no, hang on. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll go this week. It, it only takes usually a day or two for iTunes to submit. Okay. So why are you in all formal gear? Uh, it's nothing like the picture of you on the, No, no, yeah, this is nothing like... I had to dig this out of the... Um, are you one of those uh, multi-personality people? Yeah, yeah. Is it is this business job? This is, this is my Patrick Bateman look. I'm trying to think what could be that that important that you dress up like that. Thank you. Mocha. That's right. I was flat white this morning. So, you know, it's an easy thing. Yeah, I never normally dress like this. I, I like I said, I dug this out of the cupboard. Did you? Did you? Oh, you didn't borrow it from someone. That <laughs> no, been, no. I dug it out of the cupboard and I said, "Is this going to work?" To Michael, my fashion advisor. And what did he say? And he said, "Yeah, you can get away with that." It's very what? old. For what are we? It was, well, this is the big it's mystery. There's a big story that goes behind this. Sure. Well, I'll just lean in and we'll. we'll... Last week. Vanessa and I were walking along down... Who's Vanessa? My girlfriend. You've met Vanessa. Did you meet her at my gig? Blonde girl. No, I don't... I think I've met her, but I wasn't introduced. I I always thought you might have been, you know, without a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Is it good? Am I getting better? Yeah, it's very good. My friends are really... You uh, you set me up and then you take me down another angle. Well, my my friends are really hoping that I can pick up on this funny stuff. Yeah, well, you know, you're opening with the uh, self-deprecating, you're on the toilet, which is good. It's good. It's good because, you you know, you've got to have... We can make jokes about me. Totally, totally. And that's that's what you want to do. So you're there with your girlfriend... Yes, <laughs> this is kind of no. This is kind of funny because with Ezra on our podcast, one of the most searched for terms is Ezra Firestone wedding. All oh, right. <laughs> and I, really? Yeah, and I'm wondering what does that imply? Yeah. You know, and, but listen, and, uh, the jury's still out. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's definitely married. Yeah. yeah. I never thought I would have introduced. Thank you. That's, you know, at your own show, I think you get kind of tied up. Well, yeah, I was, yeah, there's a lot of people to, well, you saw, you know, it was like hard to, that's what's, that's what's, it's like, you know, when you have a party and you've got everyone there and you've got to talk to everyone and you want to, you know, give everybody <laughs> yeah. well, some time. But it's, it's okay. Difficult. And this, how long have you been with Vanessa? Um, it'll, it's over a year and a half now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You probably get into that stage. It's serious. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, you know, my philosophy is, I just don't want to be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship. It comes down to the person. Yeah. And that's what, you know, if I meet someone, because relationships take effort, they take work. Everyone thinks, oh, relationship, blah, 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 just coast along. But for a relationship to be successful, it does take. Does Do you think some effort. people are just afraid of being alone? So they. I don't, yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. But I've never had that problem. I've always enjoyed my own company, you know, just being a bit of a loner and. Well, I've got to say, like I visit you and Michael, it's definitely a boys' place. Yeah, There's two guys there, separate rooms. Oh, you know, well, not you're saying not top and tailing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the thing, the most interesting thing about although we have slept in a bed together, but we were, we were, we were like I don't know how old we were, like twelve. All oh, right, like, so it, was a, it was a long time ago. 
Okay, we, best we should never yeah, talk really about this again. It's weird that it's totally acceptable for a couple of kids, you know. You know I'm uncomfortable out. talking about <laughs> you you in the bed with someone else. But the most interesting thing about your place is that constant tap, tap, tap. It's like, yeah, that's Lee. You know, which is like the coffee shop underneath. That's Lee. You do. Yeah, every few minutes. I don't think that tapping is as evident now that they've renovated it. Have you been there since they renovated? Yeah, we went there. I went there before when they had the fish tank and the TV, yeah, yeah. and then I went there after. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting to see how that changed. Thank you. Does, if I eat a piece of your banana, banana bread, does that, that entitle me to? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the law of reciprocation no. says yes. No, no, that's okay. It's all right. I didn't take it thinking that. I was that was my motivation. Be, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think relinquishing. Okay, because if it was my kid, I'd think that's exactly what he was doing. There's always a setup. Is he, is he, is he that conniving? Like he figures out what he wants. And, he's extremely skilled in the art of he'd, persuasion. He'd be a great salesman. He he is because he's not salesy. Yeah, he's like a comedian who's gifted who who could set up a joke without someone picking it coming. Right. And then sideswipe. Them. Bam. But he never reveals the sideswipe. It's seamless. Oh right. Mm. Is it very good at that? Okay, so you you walk in with Vanessa. You're we've established you have a girlfriend. Yeah. And I know we've spoken about her before. It's never really come up, and I didn't want to press the issue, you know. But because I do remember her at the issue standing. I do remember. Yeah. I do remember. She's got a very rem- rememberable presence. Yes. I just didn't know if that's one of your stalker fan <laughs> friend. You know, like it's. It's your show. Because I mentioned it to her the other day, and I couldn't remember. I said, did I introduce you to James? I said, no. No, no and I'm now confirming that. So this... So I'm the bad one here. I'm the, well, yeah. Why are you implying that's even negative? I, I mean... Because you're a friend of mine. Could be, She's my girlfriend. Could, could be socially rude or whatever, but it's not necessarily a crime. Yeah, but it would be, you know, to introduce my girlfriend to a friend who she hasn't met before would be a... As someone who polite thing to do. As yeah. someone who runs events, I know that at your own gig, there's a lot of other things on your mind. Yes. Like, you know, how did the audience react to my performance? Did people think they got value? Am I supposed to be moving from this part of the venue to somewhere else now? They're trying to close up. You know? And then you put, put on top of that friends yeah. there that are coming so up to you. So I actually had there. zero expectations. Okay. So well, you next, need to feel next time. Next time. I, uh, oh, yeah, I guarantee yeah. you. I've got to um, rude. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Walking along, we may. This might be one of those things we never actually finish. No, no, <laughs> one of those things. Many of those. This things. is right so, up there with the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, man. We're going to talk about that big time. Um, and although I was listening to a thing yesterday of um, Deepak Chopra, and he was talking about something very different to what Arnie says, and I thought it'd be good to good have a chat about that. But that's for that's for podcast number one hundred to answer that one. Now we were walking down Macquarie Street, going for dinner the other night, and it was a belated. Um, Vanessa's been really busy the last week, and I had actually, and we were, we were going to have Valentine's dinner before I went down to Canberra because I had a gig that night down in Canberra. But she um, she had an audition that was coming up, so she had to do that. The following day, so she's a performer, um, actress, yeah. actress. Doesn't that say actor now? Actor, she's an actor. For, yeah, it's very yeah. politically. You've got to be careful with that. One. Very sexist, I think. Yeah, 
<laughs> an actor. Uh, and she had an audition the next day, so she needed to prepare for that. So, anyway, come to next week. We were walking down Macquarie Street. I thought we were going to take her out somewhere really nice for dinner. So, walking down Macquarie Street towards the restaurant. And I see this building. Now, my friend Clint has been on me for a while saying, you know, you've got to get into real estate. You've got to get, you know, you've got to get something. And I've been. Thank you. Pleasure. Look at that. Yeah, that looks good. Yes, yes, please. Uh, yeah, just it's a clean up, I think. Wow. Thank you. Thank you very much. Joel, could I offer you some of my... <laughs> <laughs> I never thought you'd offer. <laughs> I'm okay for the moment. Thank you, man. I'm going to cut a piece off just in case oh, you get Okay, great. We'll keep that in reserve. Yeah. That's like really, really fancy a good ship. It is. It's got avocado and cherry tomatoes. Yeah, that's like the Rolls Royce there. Coriander or something? Yeah. I mean, it I will, I'm going to attack it. Excuse eating sure. noises. This is real. It's raw. <laughs> Continue on. So, we, um, he's been on, and years ago, when I first moved back from the States, my friend Grant, the pig, I've told you about the pig before. <laughs> His dad, who actually um, lives nearby here, um, um, Peter, Peter Larvac. So Peter the pig? Um, no, he's like Peter the bloody Goliath. He, um, he used to do, um, he's a barrister, but he used to do wrestling and bodybuilding when he was younger. And, uh, I mean, I've got to show you some photos of him. He's like, his signature move is the gorilla press where he'd pick the guy up over his head and throw them. And he, um, and he's very much into real estate and he got me really interested in it a few years, like, this is many years ago actually. I read a heap of books on property investment and what have you. When I came back from America, I made the decision, right, I'm going to become a full-time comedian. But not to do that, you've got to realise that for the first, you know, year or so, you're not going to be making a great amount of money, you know, because you're establishing yourself and what have you, so you need to be able to survive. But I had some money saved up from when I worked and lived in America. I thought, I'm going to put it down on like a small, you know, one-bedroom apartment, studio apartment. And there were some cheap apartments back then, back in like 2000, 2001, back in, uh, in, uh, in Bondi Junction. Yeah, like 150? Like, yeah, it, it, at most, you know. Wow. For a studio in Bondi. And this was before the big Westfield came in. And I was seriously thinking about that, but I thought, all right, I've got to make a decision here. Am I going to do pursue this comedy and devote all my time to that or get a normal nine to five job in order to cover the shortfall that will need to be for rent repayments you know to, to pay off this thing mm -hmm. so I um, I went for the option of doing comedy which I don't you know which I don't regret at all but even now, even now after realising <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight I could have owned my own apartment and uh, <laughs> And had uh, yeah, <laughs> success in another field, sure. No, it's um, I've always thought, you know, this this um, racket will get to the point that I, you know, be able to make enough money that I won't have to worry about, you know, the regrets of not having got that apartment. All those. And that was but even before kicking back. Exactly. You know, like the exactly. penultimate master strike. <laughs> in your life. I never even had that in my the, vision. The, the you know? turning, but you couldn't I, see I, it. I couldn't even. That was I mean, so were, beyond my understanding. You know, podcasting wasn't probably 
Whilst it didn't really hit its stride until the iPad and the iPhone. That's right. Yeah. God, I've got to tell you some interesting stats um, about podcasting. Just as a curiosity, like more people have access to a phone than the internet. So two billion out of the seven something billion people on the planet have access to a smartphone and they reckon it'll double in the next two years. Wow. So we're in the right place. Even with mediocre ability, I think we can get some reach. We can fumble our way into into the field. So you decided to be a comedian, and that we still haven't. That still doesn't answer my question on why you're dressed. Have you got a phone with you? Yeah. I I feel compelled to take a picture of you in this attire because I might never see it again. No, this is a rarity. This is like Sasquatch. You probably have to hand that back to Vinny's by tomorrow, right? Yes. This actually has a tear somewhere in there. I got it replaced. Really? Right there. Oh. No one even noticed. Look at that. that. No, I didn't notice until you pointed it out. (laughs) There's many, with this shirt, there are many um, defects, but, you know, it's, um, it holds itself well. Does this, this is a uh, formal well, I think it was job. with a laugh. Yeah, with a chai. I, God, I can't believe I'm out to lunch with Eric Banner. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a, him in a movie the other day on the look, plane. Uh, uh, it's, it's Eric Banner asleep. <gasps> yeah, that's good. I got your eyes closed. We yeah. should definitely use that one. No, I saw a, a movie with Eric Banner, something to do with London terrorists, and he was yeah. a lawyer. It was quite a good movie. Yeah, I watched about six movies on the plane. Oh, yeah. All right, so, 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 so you're um, a comedian. So I've been doing that. So the whole thing with investing in property and really fell to the wayside. Now, I kind of, I went through a strong stage, and I still hold this. I, I feel that a mortgage for a lot of people is like a modern-day prison. It's crazy. It's a great way to control people because if you put them into that they're not going to kick up a stink at work they're going to toe the line because their main priority is making enough money to be able to pay off this thing that's holding them back in life so that when they're 78 they can retire it's like let's defer life till the end of it and then we can then it's party time yeah boogie on with our hip replacement Mm -hmm. i don't get it at all so I've always wanted, I've always warmed to the idea of being a, um, an executive gypsy, mm-hmm. you know, being able to live out of a suitcase, travel the world, do what I do. Although, yes, I do rent an apartment that I have, but that is, it's like my elaborate storage space. But what about when you have a wife and kids and stuff? Exactly. I've got to think about the future here, man. You can still rent and you can have a lower cost to live than a mortgage and you can use the rest of it to... To still do things, take the kids on holidays and stuff. Sure. However, you did say something interesting. Well, shit. We better <laughs> make sure we record that. Look out. It was a while ago you said it. But, oh, okay. Um, it wasn't until you had the pressure, mm. you know, when you had a child on the way and you had, you know, you had to make mortgage repayments and you had all of that, that, you, that gave you that positive pressure to lift to the next level, take it to the next level. It's kind of like Parkinson's law. That um, Michael Parkinson? No, no. <laughs> I don't know which Parkinson, but it's that your work expands to fill the time available. Mm. And your, it's kind of like your requirement to make money um, is directly proportional to your you know immediate pressing concerns. So 
Yes. If you know, if you get locked up in jail tomorrow and you have to post bail, suddenly you start shaking the tree. How do we make a hundred grand to get get bail? You know, like we've got to sell something, we've got to hustle. So, like Jordan Belfort's requirement to make money was sort of proportional to his ego and drug habits and sure. lavish visions. You know, right up right up to throwing dark, uh, midgets at dartboards. Yeah. <laughs> and he could have walked away. Well, speaking of walking away, Lance Armstrong, what an interesting story that is. Oh, yeah. I watched a documentary last night, Lance Armstrong Lies, or Lie, and if he didn't go back, try and do a comeback... He would have lived the rest of his life. He was basically the only guy that didn't get busted for drugs. Would they have not found it, though? No. Well, because they wouldn't have had the incentive to Because he went back, he pissed off all the people who did get busted, and they're like, how come this guy's evading so it? So there was a campaign to find him out. Yeah, they started testifying against him, which he denied and derided. But, but they could have just done the DNA test, right, with the new technology that from the samples they took from him years ago. It didn't come out in the documentary that, you know, basically the stuff he was taking for years wasn't detectable. Then, but it is now. Yeah, but it's got a half-life of four hours, so... DNA, all you want is probably exited the body. Like your cells actually regenerate. Right, but do, do the samples that they had from all those years ago, uh, him, can they not retest them? Well, they reckon, wouldn't have had the incentive to retest and half them. And half the debacle is the way that they were tested, and this, you know, they can't, they weren't even sure. Half the time, they weren't sure whether it was in or out. Like once they actually got a bad result from him, and they went to him and said, "This is bad for us. You better figure it out." And he then started googling, looking for some ointment that had cortisone, and said, "Oh, I had saddle rash." But anyway, the guy was just like a power trip addict, and he he went back one more time than he should have, and it cost him everything. Now he's after, now they're after him for a hundred million dollars from this American Postal Service for postal fraud or something. Postal no, fraud. no, for. For, yeah, I think because he was using their services, it was sponsored by them. Now they're after him for, for fraud. Because what happens to all those people that paid a large amount, say, in charitable auctions to buy you know, his bicycle seat or whatever, whatever it is, his helmet? Or his book, you know, it's not about... Well, people that have read the a lot of people I know that read that book, and it's so inspiring. Like, how they do all wanted to believe it. It's like incredible. I can't help but feel there might be a documentary like this about Jesus one day. Mm. You know, like people want to believe. Well, people want to believe in mythology, and I'm reading about mythology. Joseph Campbell, and he said that hero of a thousand. Basically, the whole world lives a lie because it's better to to believe in the myths than to face the truth. Mm -hmm. How's your chai? It's good. good. It is a good chai. You really should try this. I will. I'll try that last piece. Yeah. How do you? I just gotta know when to walk. This guy was just too greedy and he kept but, going back. But it's back. like great, well, yeah, great dictators, dictators. They never walk, you know. They always hold on, hold on, hold Captain on. Captain Smith, the Titanic, yes. went down with the ship because yeah. of ignorance well, and arrogance. Well, yeah, it was ignorant. But he, it was his duty to go down with the ship. Speaking but, of duty, it's my duty to remind you that you were telling a story about yes. <laughs> This formal attire. While I'm wearing this shirt. Mm. This is just, this is, it's a well, got the food photo. consumption pause there, yeah. folks. <laughs> we got the photo, um, prove I'm wearing this shirt. Mm-hmm. I went into the bank and the lady said to me, 
Oh, I thought you were Eric Banner. I'm like, you're looking at my account details. <laughs> I think Eric would have a little bit more. That's nice. Yeah. That's a good one. You should definitely use, use that. It. Yeah. yeah, I should. Yeah, so I like we, see, it often takes friends to tell me you should do that. Yep. Yeah, I, that always, I always talk to people, like talk to friends just about stuff. And a lot of my jokes have come about like that way where they said, do that bit. Yeah, I haven't that, even thought of it as no, a joke. It's just something. I, want, I was just wondering if that... Was a joke you use, yeah, and you no. were just testing me on it. No, no, that's no. that is a. No, I'm, I'm I'm totally the other way. I'm I'm the man of material I've missed out. That's I'm beautiful. It's it's like um. So you could set it up nicely with a, a completely different direction. You know this online fraud thing, the mistaken identity. It's a big deal. It's like when I went into the bank last week, and the lady, she was certain I was Eric Banner. I said. Excuse me, ma'am. You are looking at my bank account balance there. <laughs> you know, I think at that point she realised very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think um, I've tried to work a bit about that. You should because you do have that resemblance. Yeah. Well, I got I got a bit that I do about the lady after the gig thinking I was very money. And then you so. get all the associated stuff like you got the incredible Hulk. Like anyone he plays could, yeah. could be an opportunity Some for you. Potter. Yeah. But when you're talking about identity theft, I had that last year, a guy trying to, uh, I was selling my car online, and the guy sends me a message and says, yes, I uh, am very interested in your car, can you send me some more details? So I sent whatever details. Yep. And then he goes, I love your car, I want to buy it. However, currently I'm in the Tasman Sea, and I can't come and pick the car up, so I'm sending a courier to pick it up. Yep. Would you send me all your bank details, address? Yeah, that's a really common scam. <laughs> and I'll go to a friend and say, don't, don't do that. You know, this guy's trying to steal your identity. But you get so caught up in this idea that someone wants to buy yeah, your thing. Yeah, but I thought it was weird, though. It happens with domain names. Yeah. It happens. It's, it's, but, it's the most common scam. Yeah, so I um, and then they ask you to fund the courier or you know some send them twenty dollars to help the guy get to your place in a taxi, yeah, and that's right. really the, the the first hit. Right, but I thought this guy wants my identity. Then they can then they can send you information from that bank in a phishing scam. Right, because they'll you'll get a you know Commonwealth Bank of Australia email. Um, yeah. Your password needs to be reset. Click here. Yeah, and you go for it. And a lot of the times they have really bad spelling and bad grammar and, and I used to think, oh, why are these people so stupid? They can't even spell properly. And someone alerted me to the fact that what they're really doing is the first line of filter. It's very expensive to, you know, to, to try and hit up thousands of people for a scam. So what they do is they look for the dumbest people by filtering out the people who can spot poor grammar or whatever. Right. Now the people who still respond have a low resistance. Right. And are oh, more likely to fall into they're on the... purpose. I always thought yes. because it was from another country somewhere. I always thought that too, but I, yeah. I've been so told one step right it's, right. A, it's a filter right. to see, you know, if people still get duped by that, then they're going to be great marks. Yeah. And, if, you know, Australia loses millions every year to... Oh, I would imagine, you know, yeah. I've seen a lady in the bank demanding for them to withdraw all of her savings to send overseas and they were saying lady it's a, it's a scam it's not legitimate you go no no he's I'm, a legitimate doctor I'm, in nairobi yes <laughs> and i'm i'm going to be a requested 49 million dollars and i really need the money i'm like ma'am it's it's a scam and like everyone was telling her and she was adamant so this greed gland that gets triggered yeah. is very powerful yeah yeah 
Needless to say, I didn't, I didn't relinquish any details. But I thought he wants my, he's trying to steal my identity, and he's going to have to put up a sleepless night, back problems from scoliosis. <laughs> he's going to have commitment issues and relationships. Nice. Does he know what he's doing? Yeah, this do guy you, doesn't know what he's doing. Do you use that one? That's that's no, a no, good no, one. No, I tried it a couple of times, and I got some laughs off it. And then I tried again; it didn't go as well. And then I just kind of threw it to the wayside. But I think there's something in there. There's something in there. Like if, maybe if you tag it onto there, yeah. But but I try. I, I, um, is this where you do you optimize a routine as you go? If they laugh in a certain part, you mine out that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. expand it and work it. And, so my yeah. friend Sean's been teaching me about that. Oh, it's like joke optimization. When you hit when you hit the laugh, then you start digging out around those particular Building, lines. Yeah. Do your callbacks. You you tag them to that joke, mm -hmm. and you start working around that joke. Yeah. But as we would comedy, I never like if I was to take a joke apart and, and deconstruct it, I'll look and see the mechanics of it. But when I come up with it, I'm not actually thinking that. It's like I'm oblivious to that. It's not until I go back and then I say, "All right, I've used that, that, and that." And but then that, do you I, then do you create good lead-ins to um, it and stuff? Oh yeah, you can it's, do it's like and stuff, like Arj sure. was talking about his pyramid. You know, you got to get yourself a pyramid and get to the point. Yeah, yeah, build yourself and a pyramid. It, and get well, to the point. You, know, yeah. you should get yourself a bridge and. and yeah. Get get over yourself, yeah. get over it, or whatever. And, and put put your filing cabinet in the toilet and, and sort your shit out. Exactly. <laughs> and he said once he realised the sequence, he was then able to go and engineer hundreds of them. Yeah. And then the end result was some fridge makers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all great ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, just and and that's great because that 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 um. That works because that formula works because there's so many callbacks. So the callback works, but it's a callback that they're so familiar with, and it's like a topper on what it's is like. It's like you're almost guaranteed. So, yeah, yeah. It's like that. That routine ticks off all the great boxes. And that's like the Ricky Gervais thing you sent me, the extras, where he finds his little gag and he can just keep saying it yeah, over yeah, and over. The catchphrase, yeah. But then yeah. he resents himself for doing it, and it's like, oh, yeah. It's, and you can see it eating away at him, and people come up in the street and yeah. say, oh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it, it's quite interesting when you, it's like finding that little in sales you call it a hot button. Right. When you find someone's hot button, you just keep pushing it. Is it kind of like the philosophy of anchoring? You know, you know that idea of anchoring when you when, like when you catch them there and you say something and then you go back and you say. So every time you do that now, that's gonna. Exactly. It's, it's, it's literally bringing someone back into that emotional state where they feel a certain way, and you can deliberately move people there. And you're doing it with laughter. Right. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to order some takeaway, and so I'm going to hit pause, and we'll come back in a second. Sounds I'm going to get this story out of you. It kills me. <laughs> and we're back. We're back in the lab, and hopefully the sound is going to be better here. I think so. We're back at the control station. Uh, no more lapel. I think the guy was wondering what we're up to. It just looked like a very flamboyant little it's a, brooch. It's like who wears a black flower? You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's not in the morning. <laughs> it's not Friday the thirteenth, but it is Friday. It's actually Burger Friday. It's Friday the twenty eighth. Friday the twenty eighth, and Last. my friend Sean will give me a hard time if I post pictures of healthy food because he likes to see burgers. He, it's weird when your Facebook friends demand to see a certain food type, and it's not always nutritious. Right. Last Friday, though, I did. To delight him with a burger which I custom made. I got to like tick all the bun, the filling, the condiments, everything you could. You build the burger and then they bring it out. And it was delicious. Really? This was in New Orleans. Yeah, I would have thought. So 
I've got I've got my friend who I've told you about, Clint. He's all about eating, um, you know, vegan food and being. You know, oh, really I made healthy. some vegan cupcakes the other day. Oh, you did? How yeah. did they turn out? Beautiful. So they I were, I sent him. Um, I think I, I intimidated my friends. <laughs> it shouldn't be that good first time round. Right. Apparently, I had too much filling when I was putting the filling in, and I'm like, no, it's uh-huh. going to be okay. But and now, so apparently, I mix too many. Bits and who pieces. Told you, who told you this? Well, an, an established expert chef yes. was telling me this. And then you've made them and then I just put in these plates. pig-headedly did what I do. Yeah. I put, Freestyle. I put slithered almonds, coconut, and chocolate into the batter and Have mixed you got any it around. Left? We can go on a little cupcake hunt afterwards. Okay. I don't want to disappoint <laughs> you too much. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Everywhere. You're, you're still recovering from my generosity of giving you a hoodie. Though. I am. This, <laughs> this hoodie gives more than I bargained for. You know? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, don't worry about the little threads here and there. I'm, so I'm, every, every, this reminds me when I went to the silk markets in, <laughs> in China and the person said, here, try this on. My arm went into the lining of it. Now, if you someone know, calls so. you Papa Smurf, don't. Don't no, be put no, off I like by this the, blue. It's, it is a good it's, blue. It's a very good blue. And it, and it's, you know, this is like retro. It's um, Fastware Formula 4. Four, and I've so changed is, brands now. Man, this, you, is, this thing is like a... That's the last of the line. And this thing's going to end up like... You'll do a reissue one year of this. You one day you might special. ask me to sign it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. But it's good enough for me to wear. You I th- know, you I know can, what? Can... Speaking of retros, I remember going to, to Canberra to visit my uncle who was an economics advisor. And I was trying to convince him that my car at the time, which was a 1968 Fiat 124, was going to be a classic mm-hmm. one day and worth a fortune. And he said, no, it's a bucket of bolts, sell it. It was harsh. He's always had a very- And what happened? He was right. You sold it, it was a piece of shit. It was. Yeah. So I, I thought <laughs> so, you were going to say I held on to it and today right. it's worth. No, no. But the, well, I had different experiences with my dad. I bought a BMW for $6,000 and he said, don't buy that. It's going to cost you a fortune. You'll mm. never get rid of it. And I sold it for 12500 How did that work? What well, year was it? It was a 1986 E30, E30 shape right. and it was a 328i, which is a bit of a – cult classic in Australia. Right. And I... This uh, wasn't the one that the, <laughs> the car they threw and the police turned up at your house. No, not that one. That was a Kermit Green right. rotary <laughs> RX2 Bridgeport 13B. <laughs> like that one. That, that one's missing and then you get a Yeah, happy birthday. Doors. We're here to arrest you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. I'm still... Let's, yeah, let's talk about so, Clint's so, food so fetish. Clint, so I, I send him photos of this porridge that I made. And I send it to him like whenever I make, I call it the because his last name's Patterson. He's got this thing called the Patterson program. Oh right! And it's a Patterson porridge. Yeah, exactly. Patterson porridge with um fresh squeezed juice, and wow. it's all it's all Patterson approved. So I send that to him, and then he's delighted to see that I'm putting to practice the the Patterson but program. This raises a conundrum. Sometimes the food looks so good, it's like a shame to eat it. That that's art. Yes, but it's. I was hungry, so I I do always bring myself. You demolished to it. it. Yeah, yeah. I totally. found an acai bowl around here, and they put bananas and muesli and acai. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, a bit overly. What the hell? <laughs> You're showing me pictures now. <laughs> well, this is last on your night. IPhone. I, I was walking along through the city, and I hear in the distance the Super Mario theme. I look around. There's a guy dressed as Super Mario playing the Super Mario theme on his guitar. And all these people just start crowding around. Did you? Was it a big earner for him? 
Uh, no, it didn't look. It looked like more of a novelty. Like people just stop and. But people, like he, he was just doing the tune over and over again. Now, if I people just stop and watch. And if I was doing that, I'd be. I'd have some witches hats or something, and I'd be moving around, yes, set, jumping putting, over something, yeah, putting yeah, them, yeah. putting them different places, then yeah, moving them a bit, yeah. and, and it I'd becomes performance art. Then gather and it's a, a crowd. Show. You know where I learned that from? Hmm? You. Yes. yes oh, yes. Tell, it was yeah. in your show. That's right. I've learned it. So I've put a lot of effort now into distracting people with meaningless banter and activities. <laughs> while you're and getting, I, and I credit while, you while for you, that. Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's how I can help. Who you said know? you can't develop and improve? <laughs> meaningless banter. <laughs> and stories that go nowhere. That's it. It's like it's, when, it's when you're at, it's, it's like the rule of business at, at when you're in the office. Just walk around really fast like you're doing something important. Mm-hmm. And you'll never get caught. And you got yeah. <laughs> Or present yourself as professional. And you know, I was watching this Lance Armstrong documentary, as I mentioned, and one of the things he did to evade getting detected a lot was he would basically use his private jet and fly around and and be untouchable. Very hard for them to actually find so him. So if you buy a jet, then you yeah, you get a jet and you just cruise no. around. It's really hard to go and get samples from you because but, you're not doing the normal thing. Sure, but Usain Bolt, I read his uh, autobiography. It's a great read, really, because he's someone who he he does the minimum amount of effort to get the maximum amount of results. Oh, I really can't keep up with that guy. So, <laughs> not many can. <laughs> yeah, you can get him though out of the blocks because he's so tall. He can't get out of the blocks quick enough because his legs and feet are so big. And you watch him races that he's won. You see him at the beginning stumbling out of the blocks and like kind right. of tripping himself up. But then when, once he hits a 60-meter mark, there's no stopping him. He just goes into full gear. And he said, though, that he has to provide everywhere he goes details of what where, where he's staying, hotel, where his travel days. And they turn up at like all odd hours of the morning, uh, yep. in the evening, and they watch him and he's like, come on, dude, you know. Well, like, then you the- have to look at the, everything. Like, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to sneak it into a bottle or... You know? Well, speaking of hidden in plain sight, and I just introduced that topic. We weren't actually talking about it, but I just said it. In this Lance Armstrong documentary, they were actually sort of faking accidents so that they could get the bus and do a blood transfusion in the middle of the race. Wow. That's like in your face, isn't it? Wow. Anyway, let's move on. Why are you wearing that shirt, that fancy pants shirt? Okay, so we're walking down the other night. Well, this is, the whole backstory to this, as you've already heard in the first part, yeah, we've shot recording. You do have a girlfriend. Yes. You. And I was, uh, and I've been always been reluctant to invest into real estate because, as we were saying, it is like oh the. Oh my modern- God. You're not going to tell me that you wore this to be the person that you thought some investment person <laughs> needed you to be, to be a good prospect or something, are you? No. Oh, good. No. So we walked past this apartment block. And lately, my friend Clint, who does the, the porridge, the Clint. porridge, yeah. porridge, Clint, <laughs> Pat Patterson porridge, which is so much better than pig. Yeah, pig. The, well, that's Grant. You know, Grant. I know, but if you, I'm just now worried about what you might be calling me when you're not here. <laughs> you've seen what I have you listed as on my phone. <laughs> well, you've seen what I have you listed yes. as on my phone. <laughs> it's like a standoff. It is. <laughs> it's an out, arms we've war. We've got our phones, and that's what I'm calling you. It's a, it's an arms war, and yeah. we, we, we kind of. We have endearing names for each other. <laughs> so, did, did you laugh when I sent you I one? Did. That's, I did. That was the main Did you laugh when I sent you one? Yes, I did. Uh, that was very funny. So here's, here's the thing. We're walking along. I was just thinking this podcast could be just 
Where's the point? I'll get to the point. It could because be a bit, it's, it's too much <laughs> effort. Back. Too much effort for, for to, we've already been down the path. I don't have the energy in me to no, rename it. No, no, we, we have. We, we've committed to it. But pointless would be point, good. Pointless is good. I've got to see we, if that's available. We, yeah, <laughs> we, we get on a track to getting a story done and we just get sidetracked. This is like we're, we're, the kicking back is like a highway. And then we have all these little d- detours that go off down weird paths that we don't know where the hell they're going. Pointless is taken, is it? Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it says, show me another pointless website. I bet if you click on that, it takes you to kickingback.com. <laughs> <laughs> it takes us to this exact podcast, the one that we're doing today. Oh, dear. No, so, no. so we're walking down the road. Now, I've always – there's something about Macquarie Street in the city that I've always loved because it's a street that backs onto the botanical gardens and you can never build up there. And it's a lovely view, you know, along across the botanical gardens and down to the harbour from the buildings along that road. So Vanessa and I were walking down Macquarie Street and we walked past a building there that I've always admired from a young age. I've always looked at the building because I love, like, old architecture, you know, and, and there's this old building there of apartments. And I just said to her in passing as we were on our way to the restaurant, I said, you know what, this like, building I've always thought, you know, I've always wanted to live in there. And she said, well, why don't you? Why don't you just, you know, do what you got to do in order to, you know, buy an apartment there? I thought, yeah, why don't I? What am I doing? I, I just think about it. I should just put that into so – I, so that just sat in the back of my mind. And the next day I get online, I start looking up stuff about the apartment and finding that there is an apartment there for sale, but it's like $12 million. And I thought, well, you know, I, I can, uh, I'm sure they got other apartments. You could just go and swap accounts with Eric Banner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is a good point. You could probably pull off that identity theft. Yeah. Maybe you yeah. could trade up. Yeah. You know, like you always hear about someone stealing your identity. It's like they're coming up to your level. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you could just. Go up to that. Trade up. Because that, that is like that. Be the perpetrator. Know, like, like that bit that I was telling you about that I was developing. Yeah. You know, when I was selling my. Have we spoken about this or were we even recording this before? Of course we were. Were we or was we, this Where were you? You were just, you know, intoxicated by your chai. <laughs> so I don't, busy I don't, stealing I don't know if we food. did. I think because you went and made the second order, then you came back and we started talking. We were just talking about meaningless rabble. Uh, it wasn't worth any, Anyway, it was, it, was the, uh, <laughs> it was me getting the. Um, when I was trying to sell my car. And this guy had sent um, sent me. He's interested in the car. Yeah, we got all of that. We got all that. All of that. Okay. Yeah, you're um, like a, I'm, I'm you know, a, I was going to say you're like yeah. a fish, 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 goldfish. I know. I got so much going but on. But scientifically, here. they've proven that they do actually have a memory, and that's right. that's just all made up. It it's, is. Yeah. I'll take that as a compliment. Only <laughs> <laughs> you could. So I'm walking. So that that was that. The next day, I, I get on the computer. I'm looking up stuff about this. Um, Place and I realised that this building had been built in 1923, and there's a book written about the building. I thought, right, okay. So I and then I looked up and there was a place, uh, another apartment that was for sale there, and some apartments for rent within this building. But I thought, I want to get this book. I want to know the history on this building because I'm just, you know, just for interest's sake, I yeah. wanted to get some history into it. But the building, the the book has been um, out of print. So I know, but then I found out a place uh, that has books on architecture up in Maclay Street in Potts Point. They didn't have it, but she recommended another place. Then I found a small bookstore on Roslyn Street and down the back of the cross. It has all these old books and it's within an old terrace house. 
So I called him up and she said, let me go and have a look. And she goes, yep, we got a copy here. I said, right, I'll come and get it. So I jumped on the bus, went into the city and got on a train and then got off the train in King's Cross and then walked down to this place. And I thought, here I am getting a bus and a train to buy a book about an apartment block I want to live in where the apartments are millions of dollars. Well, naturally. Yeah, naturally, yes. (laughs) That's what you do. You've got to travel in style, you know. You've got to know where you come from. So I went and got got this book and then walked back through the city, through the botanical gardens to this building, holding the book, just looking at the building, taking it in. I walked walked around the back of the building, looking at it all. And yeah, it's a really, um, you know, magnificent sight. And then I went home and I started reading this book. And then I saw a friend that night who came over and his dad used to own an apartment in the building. So we were talking about that. And he remembers when he was a kid going to the building saying, you know, it's this incredible residence there in, in the city. And so all these things are sort of coming together. So <laughs> I was just thinking, it's amazing what they've done with these old jails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very comfortable. And I'm reading through the book throughout the week and then I look at it online again. I see that there's a place for rent there and I thought, you know, I'm going to call this guy up. Uh, I call him up and say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm interested in this building and he started telling me about it and blah, blah, blah. And I said, all right, well, let's um, lock in a time and I'll come and take a look at it. So I uh, put in uh, for this morning, you know, 11 o'clock, walking through the rain, got my iron shirt on, my corporate attire look, because I thought I can't turn up there looking, you know, too casual. Like I'm kicking back, you know, I can't wear my Jordans there. So. <laughs> and the irony is, a lot of the dudes who, who have the capacity and don't work traditional jobs are not like us. They're not walking around in suit and ties all the time. You know, I'm out in the surf there with company directors and and stockbrokers, copywriters, yeah. you know, every day we're out in the surf yeah. while other people are in their little... But they're not going to be rep- wearing their suits out in the surf. But they don't wear suits. They don't Normally. wear suits. No. no, they're just wearing board shorts, T-shirts, yeah. flip-flops or bare feet. Sure. As you do. Sure. I'm sorry that I didn't have socks on in our picture. <laughs> well, that's just not how I roll. <laughs> you mean the next thing you want me wearing Jesus sandals just yes. to top off the. Well, you'll be having to wear this Mark's uh, college. <laughs> so, shirt. did you get the gig? Did you? Did I get the? Are you going to be able to? But here's the thing, I, I don't want to because uh, I looked at the rentals there and yeah. one, one that just sold, and it's great, high ceilings, huge windows. In fact, yeah, I'll show you. Uh, so, is, things aren't going well with your current flatmate. No, things are great. <laughs> this is for this is for, you know this is for down the line. You know, it's based on the architecture is based on the old Chicago, New York, wow, uh, early, you know, early nineteen hundreds look. Yeah, it's it's lovely. Bit far from the surf. It is a bit, but you know, it's uh, it works. Nice. I like the uh, whatever you've done to that picture there. It's not like it. No, it doesn't look no. like yours. It's got it's, it's, it's stylish, yeah, you know, it's it's got, but it's the bottom got bottom something. Yeah. In the bottom. I would do that if I had. Yeah. I had I have, uh, done yeah. taking that photo, but it was raining today. It wasn't <laughs> going to get glamorous like that. The overcast, dreary. So, so this is. So, so here's the thing: I am going to move into this building, right? Yeah. So I've given. I think I'm going to give myself a five year plan. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me that story that you told when. You got that, was it the BMW or the Mercedes and you drove it down your old street and you just were driving down that street and you were thinking, I'm going to be driving down this street but the next time I'm in one of these cars, I'm going to own it. Yeah, that was a bright yellow M3 down McCars Creek Road. Right. Just blasting through the, the it's like a rainforest by the water mm. and it's amazing road. And how long did it take? How long was that? Be- that was before? 1995. Yeah. 
and it was about 2011 or 10. Mm-hmm. So it was a fair while, mm-hmm. 15 years, till I bought a C63 AMG, yeah. which, you know, with cash at the same time as buying another vehicle for the family. Right. And it was a good feeling. Sure. It was like, well, yeah, this is the shit. I'm on the other side of the desk now. That was that was like, it was actually re- a relief. It's like a weight off my shoulders. I've gone from the sales side of the desk, having to hustle and be a servant to everyone, to being the guy who, who you know, the keys slide across the desk. I get in the car and I drive off from the dealership. I watched so many taillights mm. over the decades, mm. people driving away in their new car. And I, sure, I get the commission. So that for me, that meant money in the bank. For them, it meant the start of a new chapter in their motoring. And uh, that's what it was like for me. Every time I drive now, I still put the window down a bit and I smile when I put my foot down on the gas. <laughs> yeah. Officer, you know. Oh, you know, I don't drive very often. I do about 10,000 kilometers, about 6,000 miles a year mm. because uh, I'm putting more miles on my surfboard now. Sure, you know? sure. I'm like, but you don't need to because, like we said, if you need to go into the city, why are you going to drive I get a all ferry. that way? Just jump on the ferry. And when I go overseas, I actually get a ferry, train, and a plane. Easy. Yeah, done. I can be in another country within 24 hours right. at a, you know, having a beer in, in a local hotel or pub a million miles from home. Yeah. Life's great. We should finish there on on this note, whatever that is. Life is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've so, got, we got to the mystery. Was so, there anything more well, around this? Because well, uh, to well, be honest, I'm a little flat. Yeah. I was what, hoping well, for something more exciting. Some, yeah, there was a, a bit of a So letdown. you were wearing a nice fancy gear to impress to just, a guy for a thing you're looking at in five years. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't even be needing to wear this in like, you know, I figure in five years, you know. But now I hear it's 15 years. But see, here's the difference. You bought that thing that was outright when you bought it. Yeah, yeah I could have like, leased it. Now, well, now, and we were talking about the idea of the mortgage being like the modern-day prison where it yeah. restricts you so much in yeah. life. So is, you know. But I have no debt. Yeah. I have no debt, cash in the bank. Sure, sure. I am not beholden to an organization. Or, or, sure, you're not under the thumb. I'm not compromised. Mm. I'm not on the drip. Right. I don't have the catheter in. I'm not disabled. So that is one of the most important things of all is to be financially able mm-hmm. and to be responsible for your own destiny for me. Right. And that's because of circumstances of when I was a kid that really made me focus on the importance of getting to – I really wanted to get to retirement status much earlier but not in the traditional sense. It doesn't mean I don't work. It doesn't mean I don't do fulfilling activities for income, but it means that my business funds a lifestyle the way that I want to live. It means I surf every day. I can go to the coffee shop with my funny buddy and hang out, and I can travel overseas, and and I sleep well at night. Mm. I'm not waking up in a cold sweat worrying about how I'm going to put food on the table. And I know not everyone can say that, but gee, it's good to be in that situation. Sure, sure. It's um, you can keep on working too until you're 78. We were talking before about people that work till they're 78, but you can keep on working until you're 78 because it's not like work. It's if like, you really enjoy it, and like seriously, this recording stuff—if this is called work—then uh, I'll I'll cop it. 
it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel the same too. For me to get up on stage and be able to connect with people and talk, you know, and, you know, within the process it's make them. Oh, my God, it's three o'clock. Get that. Yeah. So, so here's the deal. We've taken a risk in this podcast. We've been vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You've revealed that you've been on this. And I haven't even been telling anyone about this no. either. I've, I've kept this under wraps. It's just between <laughs> you and me <laughs> and a few thousand <laughs> listeners. <laughs> you, and, me, and the other two uh, people that are listening. <laughs> that's it. We've, we've been out to the coffee shop. Yes. be good to get some feedback on if we should do that or not. But I think we would have lost some of our powder if we Saved it up, you know. Imagine we'd be well, sitting there like part of that arrived in the coffee package for you today. Yeah, well, <laughs> I haven't opened it yet, so that's what what Lance Armstrong would say. There's been no positive tests proving that there is any substance in that coffee delivery at all. Mm. There's nothing. So anything you're saying is just it's just um, conjecture. So, Your Honor. Yeah, but I don't even know who sent it. People send me stuff all the time. Uh, which is really nice. That holds up well in court. <laughs> People yeah, just send just me stuff. Just ask Chappelle. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> okay, so we have to. We have to finish. We have to go. We have to finish this, and we will uh, look. Not only did we not cover our partially story book, partial book reviews. We, no, you know, we have no. We wanted to talk about about um about some um, sleeping. You know? Sleeping. Oh yes. yeah, we're sleeping and. And I have to tell you about Sir William Tyree one time. Okay, I want to know about that. And I wanted to know about you were over in New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Yes. Right? I want was, to, I've got to hear about that. It too. was good. You'll have to wait. All right. <laughs> Speak soon. Bye. You've been listening to another episode of Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Visit kickingback.com for the show notes, pictures, and join the discussion.